Welcome to the family. I'm Cassie Schrader. I'm sitting in for Tom today because he is busy doing something. <laughs> Lord knows what. But today we have special guests for this hour. Um, right over there. Hey, hey, hey Washington, my bad. <laughs> and then we have... Ellie Nick. Alex Bear from our What are you wearing? Are you what? using these? I don't know. Oh, there yeah. you are. Well, Andy Rappenard. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Nick, I'm going to send you every Christmas song on my playlist. Yeah. I, th- I, I really s- think it's a big delay of life. It's, it's just everybody's like, I'll get back to you after the, after the holidays. So everything's delayed a month, a month. Yeah, but you just relish real, in the joy of be, the holiday. And, and real successful rich people, mm-hmm. they're like, they're th- their holiday starts Thanksgiving and doesn't end until <laughs> January 18th. So you're in a couple months. Uh, when they say, I'll get back to you after the holidays, that means January 20th. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, Adrian has something going on this weekend that maybe you can enjoy. It's, has, it's not Christmas-related, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Are you caroling? <laughs> He's going to carol. Making carol house at calls. Po- yeah, at the poorhouse. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be at the poorhouse this weekend. The is uptown just, poorhouse. The uptown. Yeah, make sure we say that part. Yeah, yeah there's multiple poorhouses <laughs> now. Yeah, isn't there one downtown yeah. as well? Okay, well, so that the, was the first one. The fir- I think there's three. Are there three? There's I two remember. for sure. I think there's three. I didn't, where's the third one at? Uh, in, the, in the suburb. I'm Googling I know, it. I know Deepak pretty well. So, NJ, <laughs> I didn't know they had Deepak the, Chopra? I didn't yep. know they had a second one in Uptown <laughs> no, until Deepak, no. one night I was just drinking and my cousin's like, we're going to go in here. And I was like, when did we go downtown? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he was like, we're Uptown. I was like, I didn't know they had it. Yeah, up. it opened last year. Okay. They opened two at the same time. Nice. So one in the suburb, one in Uptown, I'm and Googling. then the downtown one. Well, that's what does Google say? Only see two. Yeah, well, that's all I've ever heard of. One of them might have closed, because I know he opened two at one time. Okay. Because one's downtown and one's uptown. That's all that I'm... Well, the one, the one in uptown is uh, the address. It's off of Girard Avenue. So Correct, yeah. Is that one easier to get to? Nothing uh, in uptown is easy yeah. to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, because it's, right it's right off Lake Street. Yeah. So you ain't got to go across no tracks to oh, risk your life. To... There's the hideout, which is a poorhouse... Separate something. I know they opened t- two locations when you opened Isn't up. Isn't the hideout uptown. part of the one downtown? But that's part of yeah. the one downtown that's like oh, an yeah, event yeah, center. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Apparently, there used to be one in Dinky Town. That's the other one they opened up, Dinky Town. Uh, and I think it, it, I think it's oh, closed. Yeah. I think it closed yeah. down. But he opened up the same time he opened Uptown. Oh, wow. Ah. Hmm. Well, you're going to be there this weekend, Saturday, from 8 to 10. Yep. Doors open at 8. Show starts at 8 30. Um, I think there's a 
band or a DJ or something at 10. So, yeah, it goes till 10 o'clock. But it's myself. I'm hosting um, Ashley Henderson, very funny female uh, out of Minneapolis. She actually just moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joseph Sutton. He's a clean comic, so it'll be a good balance because Ashley and I are not. <laughs> <laughs> Potty milk, you. Well, that, I know I've noticed with the poorhouse, they're starting. I, that's kind of a new thing for them doing comedy shows, I think. Because yeah, I, I used to do the downtown one all the time. I started doing it like five years ago, but they, the turnover was so crazy. Mm-hmm. I never like if I did one two months apart, there was always a different manager. Mm-hmm. And everybody had their own way of doing That's it. That's the problem with a lot of clubs downtown. Yeah, and I'm just like, and it got... They aren't comedy clubs. Yeah. They aren't and they don't know how clubs, to do it. They don't know how to do it. They don't want to listen to you when you tell them how to yeah. do it. Yeah. And then it's just, it, it gets to the point, it's just a headache, and I'm just like, ah. That's why a lot of comics won't do a, com- a club unless it's a comedy club. Yeah. Because... I've been doing it for a while, so I kind of... I'm like, all you got to do is listen. And a lot of the people that come in there don't realize it's comedy. Oh. And then and they just talk right over you. That's, That's the most frustrating. <laughs> yeah, so, but the poorhouse seems to be doing a good job because I've seen, like, more and more yeah. promotion with comedy. Now, do they have, like, a stage? They do. Oh, they do they have do. a stage there. That's why you got to be done at 10. Okay. At the downtown one or the uptown one because... Downtown, they, there's always a band afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes even when you're performing, like, the band stuff is already set up. So then you get done, and then they do their thing. And then uptown, it's like a DJ. So. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. Do people actually shut up and listen? They do, because most people aren't at the uptown bars that, at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So they came for, just for the comedy. Yeah. So even if there's people in there that's eating, they're usually, like, you let them know there's a comedy show. Right. And I'm pretty good about going around checking to see if people even want to stay for the comedy show. Oh. You know, so. You're just a full-service comic. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. You, yeah. Can I get you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> How's that work? How's that work? People are in there dining. They just get a free show? Nope. Oh, they got to pay for a ticket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if they're already in there, does somebody has to go up to them and say, "Hey, if you want to I don't to mind stay? being someone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to buy a ticket. I don't mind being someone. <laughs> well, I actually did that. I you know I ran the Gong Show live for t- almost God six years at the Gong Show. Right, right, the, the next yeah, I was gonna say, what is that? You can't just say that and <laughs> keep going to the next sentence. Well, it was, it was, remember the Gong Show TV show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I ran it live. Really? A block away from the poorhouse downtown at Tom Fams uh-huh. in, Wonders, in, in the Caterpillar Room. I ran it for this guy. We, were, we did every Sunday night. We sold out every Sunday night. And uh, it was just stand-up comics and w- anything strange. So we had, <laughs> we had hypnotism and, and sword swallowers. And Jeez. We had a couple of 400-pound tap dancers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But uh, it was a good show. But I noticed that there that there would be people already there yeah. when our show starts so somebody had to go and say yeah. hey either you have to leave or you have to pay five bucks <laughs> to stay right and that was always very uncomfortable yeah people don't like because like the last show i did there was a group of people and they're like at the front table and there was like a group of eight of them but they had like the perfect table it was front and center and i was like I'm not saying you guys got to leave, but if you but don't you do. pay, I do want this table. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that was a $20 show. It's like I can't just, you know, me being the promoter, the comic, and everything, and the producer, I'm just like, that's money to me. Yeah. And I'd rather definitely have somebody at that table. And it's not pay. easy getting the mic in that money. No. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's a, I, I did it for a long time. It's yeah, not easy. I've been doing it 14 years, man. It's helped me tremendously because... For the longest, it was the only way I could get on stage is by creating my own opportunity. That's the best way to do it. You know what I mean? So, and even when I didn't know what I was doing, I was like, thank God it all worked out that way because now I've been, like, I'm getting ready to do my New Year's Eve show at the Red Carpet in St. Cloud. This will be my 12th year, and I'm actually going to record an album for that one. Yeah. So it's, I started my own company, and it's been working so far. Sometimes you got to be a a hole, but comes with a business well you i because you know we're friends on facebook i follow you on instagram i follow you on twitter i mean i swear you got to be one of the hardest working comedians putting yourself out there Uh, constantly doing live stream videos um i got a wife and kids (laughs) i know but i mean you really you can tell that you really put your heart and soul into it i love 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 everything about it yeah actually this week 
Um, this Friday makes two years ago, I quit my job and just said, I'm going to just do it full time. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. We haven't had to downgrade anything, so that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. got cable. Right? <laughs> and he has T-shirts you can buy, which are awesome, and they're super soft. Yeah, I that's, love that. that's, it's funny because other comics like, hey, where do you get your shirts? I almost don't want to tell them. <laughs> None of your business. He wants a soft shirt. You got to come to me. Because that's like the sales pitch. There's people who are just like, let me see the shirt. And then they touch him like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> got to have one of these. Point. Yeah. <laughs> It's but, funny how much harder, like, I, I can't, my history is, I came from the comedy store and lived at the comedy store for okay. 10 years and was good friends with Pauly Shore's mom, Mitzi, and spent a lot of my life at the comedy okay. store. And I, and I'm not a comic, though. Okay. I just, <laughs> I was they, that was they my kind next of question. adopted me. Gotcha. As a, you know, musician that they took they me took in. They took in, right? <laughs> but, uh, and all the comics kind of took me in and adopted me. I mean, big people, Sam Kennison, Danny nice. Dice Clay, like, they all became my friends. But I noticed that comics here work way harder than comics there. So, it, <laughs> and, and because they become complacent there. Yeah, very much so. And there, it's almost, it's just set up for you. All you got to do is show up almost. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Here you almost got to create an opportunity. But if they did work as hard as comics worked here, they would become big. They would. They would I be. agree. And that's why I tell people, even when I go out to L.A., I'm like, I go on stage and my like I plan like three months ahead of time. So I'm like, I know I got to rip it when I get on stage. And I see these comics that... I'm just like I'm, I'm excited to see and they just kind of get up there and some of them like just grab their phones and they're like oh, they what am I going to do yeah. fizzle, man. and I'm like but I'm like they can like come back down here next week you know what I'm saying I'm like I don't have next week I'm like I got to be funny enough to make you remember me three or four months from now so when I go back out there and I'm like hey there's Minnesota I'm like yeah I'm I am like, a tough critic in comics because I sat I sat in the main room at the comedy store for every day <laughs> literally seven days a week for 11 years so it takes a lot to make me yeah. laugh out loud it gotcha. just does so. you should come down I think I, I think I can get you but, but <laughs> everybody tells me man you're tough I'm like well it's not you funny that, man yeah. Yeah, well I, I think I think Minnesotans, I don't know what it is. We appreciate comedy here. Because I mean, a lot of the comedians that come through there, especially ones that it's their first time through, mm-hmm. they didn't realize how good the comedy scene is here. Yeah, and that's one thing and, you hear a lot when you travel there. Like when you say Minnesota, they're like, hey, you guys, the comedy scene is looking good out there. It's, uh-huh. it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting a lot better. Yeah, we appreciate it. But, but, people care there, but I did have to do have to say the best, best comics that I've ever met here are complete train wrecks. <laughs> what do you mean like just in life oh they're complete train wrecks <laughs> drug addicts complete drug addicts but they're the best ones but they're unmanageable mm-hmm. you can't manage yeah. them because they're they're so good though I mean over the top good but I they gotta can find never... out who these guys are I'll, I'll mention some names <laughs> off air when we're off air they're so good I mean like r- ridiculously good and I I tried to get a couple of them to go with me to LA and I'd put them up in the comedy store and get them a slot but they're unmanageable you, you can't depend on them they're unpredictable they're... yeah they're drug addicts and drunks mm-hmm. and, and don't show up they don't show up you can't so well, you're not going to put your reputation out for somebody like that are drugs so are they prominent in in the comedian world that entertainment they, period oh inter- yeah, yeah. Still well, like comics do different yeah. stuff though they do Adderall and oh. they do it, different oh, yeah. kind of drugs it's funny I was just in, <laughs> I was just in uh, like do. Iowa and like the contract said like it was, it was in the contract said if you ask any about anybody at the club for drugs you will not and we find out about it you'll never be Back here again. Oh, I, was really? like, I was like, that's still a thing, huh? Yeah. Really? Adderall, people just bringing Adderall. their own drugs. Jeez. Well, because, I mean, you heard the stories of, like, in the 80s yeah, and stuff like that. Still... Like, doing cocaine. Oh, that's and... everybody, though. But I suppose that that's what Adderall does That's preachers these days. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't know it was still when that you much into of a room thing. In the, when you walked into a room in the 80s, people didn't say, hey, can I get you a drink? They're like, hey, you want a, bo- you want a line? Yeah. It's just the way it was, <laughs> You want a line? It's just the way it was. Hand you a bottle or a glass of champagne and a little mirror. <laughs> that, that's that was, just the way it was. Yeah. It's just they would hand you a tray with a pile of blow on it with a bunch of lines cut up. <laughs> hey, it yes. was nothing. It was no big deal. I mean, I it's like do, weed now. I used to do yeah. lines on the airplane. On the Jeez. airplane? Absolutely. When you could smoke in the 80s, you could still smoke yeah. on airplanes. You would sit right at your right at your seat and pour it right here. Sometimes, sometimes the stewardess would go in the bathroom with you and do a bump. That's just the way it was, Well, I guess man. as long as the pilot's not... Well, that might keep them alert. <laughs> I, I don't know. A little too alert. Military pilots use meth, methamphetamine. They do? Yeah, absolutely. It's where it came from. Why wasn't it the German Nazis yeah. that well, well, yeah. American soldiers too? Meth? We always used it. Oh really? Wow. Oh yeah, since Ugh. World War Two. 
I know. I was I was talking to my son about because he was talking. He likes the show Breaking Bad, and he's like, <laughs> How old is it? He's fifteen. Okay. So he, he's that 15. show is addicting and, and bad influence. I know. Well, no, actually, I mean, you could. I I don't know. I love that show Breaking Bad, and when I was. When it makes I started you want to do bad stuff, though. No, it doesn't, actually. It makes you, me want to. <laughs> like, for your family, though. I mean, like, what he had, Walter had to do to keep his family afloat because of his cancer, I can see yeah, why. Well, and his rule, yeah. his rule was, you do not do our product. Yeah, well, you know that my was his, the rule. You know my history in the drug world, so yeah, I, I for know. me, I want to go back and start, <laughs> you drink, start cooking, cooking the, stuff again. The blue crystal, but no, um, I was explaining to my son, and he already knew about meth, like where it came from, that the Nazis had it, and really? he's a big history buff. Okay. He loves history, and and he was telling well, me Hitler all this stuff. Hitler was a big meth. He was oh yeah, yeah. Addict. Didn't he like? Didn't they also say like he did like heroin and like some other drugs? Yeah, he speedballing heroin. Oh, meth mixed. <laughs> That's all we need is a Hitler doing that, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, you know, and I thought I, when I looked back and I'm like, you know, I, I don't mind him watching a show like that because it actually kind of shows the drudge and the ugliness oh, that's of it. And, it's ugly uh, too. Because he's like, you know, my dad won't let me watch it, and and I said, well, why? And he kind of explained. I said, well, you know, that's the rule in his house. In my house, you can watch it because I think you're mature and old enough to understand. Because he's like, I don't, th- I'm not going to do drugs, and I know my son wouldn't. He's right. just not that type of kid. Right. And <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, I just I. <laughs> I thought meth was like a huge thing. Now that's kind of teetered away. Now it's more back to heroin because it's harder to get meth. Meth is mostly in like really, really rural oh, areas yeah. where you yeah. can make a lab and no one will notice. Yeah, yeah but see Stearns the problem. County. There's a new technique now to make meth that you don't need a lab. You can make it in a two-liter soda bottle. I bet and, it's super safe too. <laughs> it actually is, and it makes it by itself. And mm. you don't have to do anything. You put all the ingredients in a two-liter soda bottle and shake it up, and you let it sit there. Does it still have to use pseudoephedrine, though? Because they passed yeah, that I'm law sure, that makes yeah. it harder yeah, to get sued. I have to su- have give to my driver's license to get sinus medication. Mm. It's ridiculous. You have to break open batteries and take the alkaline out. But, mm. yeah, it's the new way to do it, two-liter soda bottle. Sounds you can so make healthy. <laughs> I was saying, wow. Battery I'm going to stick to my weed and... Crown Apple. <laughs> well, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll be talking more about meth and heroin and all this fun stuff. I'm like afraid the- of taking Dayquil. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's Alex over there. All right, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. 
What is this, SpongeBob? No. Or Christmas crap. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to they have this worldview of Christmas. It's Hawaiian. Christmas day. It is pretty cold out. That's the yeah, we got to keep this it's warm. distraction, man. What, the cold? I know. <laughs> oh, Christmas. <laughs> Listen, don't get me wrong. I believe in Jesus and all, but the whole the whole commercialized Christmas thing, go buy everybody a present and all this crap, it's just a distraction of life. You are so tempting me to show up on your doorstep on you gotta buy everybody 25th one, just the people you like. Yeah, good luck, good luck getting on my doorstep. <laughs> I'll hop your fence. I got gates. <laughs> I can't hear it now. I'm spry. I can get over a gate. <laughs> I hit the switch. So. Did you hit a switch? Yeah. I turned it on, but no, that's oh. off. Yeah, you you can get another mm. pair. Um, but no, I, yeah. So, back to drugs. <laughs> back to drugs. Um, there we go. Yeah, I know. I know, like, Adderall and stuff is huge with kids, I think, still. Oh, yeah. Um, especially college students. Oh, yeah. College Studying. students are huge into Adderall. Um, I, I've never what been. What is a, Adderall? It's, it's a speed. Okay. Well, it, what it is, Upper. is for ki- kids who have. They're hyperactive, ADHD. They are given Adderall because if you have ADHD, if you're hyperactive, it's supposed to calm you down. But gotcha. if you take it and you're not, you know, hyperactive, mm-hmm. it does the complete opposite. That's, that's, oh. See, that's why for me, I loved cocaine in the days because I was always very hyperactive. Yeah, cocaine leveled me out. Really, mm-hmm. I could focus, and so I was, you know, yeah, I'll do it because I could. It would calm me down. I could focus. Wow. With that, I was like bouncing off the walls. <laughs> that's so crazy. even if I drink a cup of coffee, I'm ready for a nap because mm-hmm. gotcha. it crashes me. I wonder if there's a way to test that with kids to see if they are ADHD without having... Because you always hear about these kids who you give them, like, Dynatap or right. like a NyQuil, and it does the complete opposite. It makes yep. them super hyper-bouncing off that's, the walls. That's me. Benadryl? I had to go to the emergency room once, and they gave me Benadryl, and, and I went into tachycardia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had to give me Ativan yeah. to like calm my. Yeah, it was That's like crazy. Oh, so you, you, must, you must have. You must be hyperactive. Yeah, I. I oh, I 100 percent of ADHD. <laughs> so sure. for me, for me, like if, before I go to bed, if I drink a cup of coffee, I'll, I'll sleep like a baby, because it crashes. It crashes your system. Well, and see, I coffee. I can't even take a sip of coffee. Otherwise, you're bouncing off the walls, I just, scratching like, yourself. But if you drink a whole cup, you'd probably crash all the way. I would probably go into shock. I don't even know <laughs> what would explode. I know. Just evaporate. Yeah. I'll you know text Dan sometimes. I'm like, I'm so tired. He's like, have some coffee. I'm like, do you want me to die? <laughs> you know, being, when I was traveling, doing a lot of touring and traveling this country and being in the drug world, mm-hmm. you know, people who look like they do drugs attack, attract other people who actually sell and do drugs. And I know there's a lot of drugs regional in this country that only they have them in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Like Philadelphia has their own set of drugs that, oh, we, yeah. that we've never heard of. Like Matchhead Tick and Kate, One Hit Katie. And oh, yeah, like they have their head. own stuff. No. And you go to a different town, they have their own drug. Yeah. They, have weed, they have weed in Philly. It's called One Hit Katie. And it's regular pot dipped in PCP and embalming fluid. And, oh, and, and it's very common there. It's really mm-hmm. common. Mm-hmm. It's called One Hit Katie. You do one hit of it and you're whacked for the day. And you might be Katie. Even if you started off with steam, I actually actually tried it one time, and I'm not kidding you. The taste stayed in my mouth for a friggin' week. It was was that embalming fluid. Stayed in my mouth. So you tried it, and you knew that's what it was. Yeah. I just tried one hit. It's <laughs> just one, one hit. One hit, right? It's one hit, Katie, man. Yeah, I just did one. I tried everything once. God like, damn. Just to say you tried it. I got, hey, you just moved up a few notches on my butt. <laughs> what are the drugs around here? I don't even know. There's not. I, but my mom, People like, aren't that creative. My no. mom, like, raises, like, I remember, like, we get sick or something, or you get hurt, and they try to give us Tylenol or codeine, and my mom would be like, nope. Mm-hmm. And we were kids. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, nope, just give them regular Tylenol. Yeah, they I'll don't do that something. anymore. Yeah. The only, the only, like, I would never do that drug again. But the only drug that I thought was, like, I don't, I'm like, how do people ever do this? There's a drug called Matchhead Tick, and it's pure 100% THC. And you do a line as big as a Matchhead, and mm-hmm. it is bad. 
Mm. Really? Oh, it was bad. I was in a big room, like double wide of this, and I went to stand up, and I was like here, and the wall's like ten feet away, and I went to lean on the wall, because <laughs> the wall became a hallway, and all your you just hallucination, like everything was smaller, and I woke up. No, the true story: I woke up in a street over from where I lived in somebody's bushes the next day. <laughs> Damn. And that's pure. All it is is 100% pure THC, and they call it match head tick. So if anybody ever offers you that drug, just say no. <laughs> just you just don't say wake no up thanks. Even though mama. they say, oh, it's just pure pot. Uh, it's just pure extracted THC. Just say no. Oh, but I remember somebody, like, after a show, somebody tried to give me, like, a dab. I'm like, I won't even do it. I'm like, I need to know what's going on at all times. Yeah, I'm that way now. I'm, ten, I'm 11 years drug-free. Okay. So I... Uh, I'm the same way. I don't even drink. It. You know, worry. If I have a drink, one too many sips to where I feel something, yeah. I'm like, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, because I'm on the medical marijuana, I take the tincture that is mostly all cannabinoid oil. There's, like, very little bit of THC in it. So I don't get high from that. I just get really tired. But I do have a vape pen that's yeah, all that's THC. <laughs> and I've learned my limits limit? of yeah. how, how much I can inhale to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm a little lightheaded, yeah, but Tom, I'm not. Tom's just... always promoting it, too. I'm anti-drug, so I'm anti-pot. Uh-huh. I, I smoked one hit of pot, and I was thought I had to go to the hospital. So for me, it does not work. Yeah, but see, it, it, it has helped me tremendously with my Crohn's disease yeah, and like inflammation, especially the cannabinoid oil. But the reason why they give you the option of the THC and stuff is for pain management because there are people who are in chronic pain, yeah. and I'd rather have them take pot than uh, Vicodin, Oxycontin, uh, you know, fentanyl. You know, the I mean, biggest the biggest harm and the biggest negatives of anything to do with drugs is more than the drug itself mm-hmm. are the people in the drug world. So once you start dabbling in drugs, then you start dabbling in the people in the drug world, mm-hmm. they're more dangerous to your well-being and your life than the drug itself. Because well, they want you, have... you to stay in the world. Well, right? no, because they're, <laughs> they're pieces of crap people. Well, <laughs> but if you have medical marijuana, I feel like... I don't know. I've never done marijuana in my life because I feel like I'd don't, be a person trust if me. I, I freak, I, if I, I, no, I freaked I, out. I, I, I think I would you freak, would freak I would out. Absolutely freak you would out. Freak out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Just gotta find your strand. That's I was I literally had the phone. Not, not worth it to me. I just can't. And I'm like not a person that needs it either. I'm not anxious or stressed out or like. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything that I'm like, oh, this would help me with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If I did it, it would just be like, oh, that sounds fun. But to me, no. It <laughs> no, you would be where I was. Terrible. I had my head in a pillow yeah. with the phone on my hand. And I had dialed 9-1. I just had to hit one more one. <laughs> and my heart was beating out of my chest yeah. and I was freaking out. But meanwhile, sure one hit happen. Katie, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wake it up in bushes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But I mean, as far like my dad, he was on so many different pharmaceutical mm-hmm. drugs before he got his medical marijuana card and I'm like I'd much rather have him do that than yeah. taking yeah like same all with my these mom. random things from yeah yeah same with my mom I remember I went to the doctor with my mom once <laughs> and I really thought her doctor was joking when I heard her name off like all the medications mm-hmm. yeah I was just like she must know I'm a comic and they're in on <laughs> yeah, this yeah she keeps going you know what I'm saying I was just like Is, are you serious camera. that's why it's called Big Pharma man. I'm like holy yeah. billions I looked of dollars at my mom, I told my mom right after I was like hey I got something you need to try CDC <laughs> is way worse than any drug lord Big Pharma ain't got nothing on Chapo yeah <laughs> what, what's, what, and see what I've noticed too with um my THC and my my vape pen that when I need my pain managed when I take it it's the same um, effect I have every time versus a pain medication like Vicodin you build up a tolerance and you need to keep taking more and more and more I mean I had a friend her dad was in chronic pain he would wear five fentanyl patches five Mm. to control his pain that's how much I mean you would put some people overdose just on one patch. See, I don't know prescription drugs, but I know street drugs. There's one called Belladonna. It's a big flower. And he could eat a little tiny piece mm-hmm. and freak out and die. And I could eat three flowers and be high all day. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it affects every person different. Same yeah. with mushrooms. Same with mushrooms. I yeah. could eat, you know, I used to 
boil my mushrooms and then squeeze them and get all the juice out of them and make put mix it with orange juice. I could drink a couple glasses where he might drink a shot glass and be freaking out. I never had the appeal of doing shrooms because I'm like, doesn't that go I just on never shit? Had... <laughs> well, yeah, doesn't it? Nah, that's not what you're. you're I just boil never... them all. That's all oh, that's gone. Still, it's, 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 it's one <laughs> chemical <laughs> psilocybin that you're. That you're taking. I just never. Yeah. Yeah. Thought hallucinating would be fun. No, I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? like I just no. never ever thought like. So I, it's, I remember a guy told me one time like he took some mushrooms, and he thought he was driving for like two hours. He was in his damn car the whole time, like never left. Well, mm-hmm. I've never like, had just that. sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. Thought he was driving for two hours. I've done some really good blotter in the day, like in the in the late seventies, early eighties, like really good acid that was really clean, where you didn't get the speedy effect, and it's real hallucinating, really mm-hmm. hallucinating. I have to say, it was pretty fun, man. See, and I, it was a comic <laughs> that was in Amsterdam that told me that too. He said, if you get you the have to good, be in the right situation. Yeah, if you get the great, I was, but I, was, I don't know. But once well, you have a bad trip, yeah. it's bad forever. Well, and there's and that's m- the bad part about it. Like you can trip and like just stay tripping for the rest of your life. No, no, you can't. Shh, I've seen it. The thing mm. that freaks me out about <laughs> it is because you, you can have like all the chemical makeup in your body to have like schizophrenia, but if you never do anything to like flip the switch on, like. TH, I mean, not THC, like LSD or something like that. I read a biography of a woman that was like, went from completely normal, did LSD once in college, and then had schizophrenia. Well, she because, had a problem. No, she did, but she, like, our grandfather was schizophrenic. And so I think that that, for me, is like, I don't even want to go near a drug yeah. ever because it's like if I did it one time, I could yeah. be schizophrenic the be- the for best, the rest of my life. Right. The best is that pro no baseball thing. player no who, th- who played a whole season and, and did acid every game. I had I was a. Do you know who that is? No. He's a pro baseball mm-hmm. player. If you Google pro baseball player on acid, he did. He played every game the whole season. He was a pitcher, and he threw. He he had like a perfect perfect. Oh my gosh. He he had the record that year. But if you one in a million. But if you do <laughs> if you do have bad, bad trip, you don't want to ever do it again. Oh, like, but but it wouldn't just be a bad trip for some people. It's like setting off a mental you, you illness. You messed up for the rest but of your life. Yeah. Did it thousands of times. I've only done it three times. No, in I'm my not life, saying but, that like everyone has this experience. I'm just saying that it could happen. Right? Because so I've literally known there's it. people who were super normal. Yeah. And they did it, and they tripped, and they just never came back. Like they yeah. they weren't no, they weren't the same. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, they already had something a little bit off, probably. I don't know. It could just it, be a genetic it, makeup. It, it, does it doesn't open even... up parts of your. I mean, it's fact that it 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 it, it activates parts of your brain yeah. that you don't use now. Well, and there's like micro day activated. You know what? That's just all too much. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just the risk brain. ain't worth the reward yeah. for me. <laughs> no. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel I, more awakened. Well, I yeah. know people, but it, I'm crazy. Well, people do it as like this spiritual thing, like DMT and um, ayahuasca. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that sounds like the most horrible time. They're like, oh yeah, you start hallucinating and then you vomit for oh, four hours. Oh, have you ever done peyote? Yeah, I and don't. I'm like, huh? Peyote's the same way. I don't like yeah. I've done peyote and it's it's the same as pretty much <laughs> yeah, the same as like, acid. Well, and all these people. <laughs> that's just a cactus. I feel man. like it's a blessing that you're sitting here. <laughs> yeah, he knows all this information. Oh, no, He's like no Keith idea. Richards, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, people do microdosing now with yeah. mushrooms yeah. and whatever. And yeah, they're like, you just take a little bit of it and you like go to couples therapy and it helps you. Fix your relationship yeah, because one of my it buddies opens up. I'm like, was oh. saying <laughs> how they did this stuff. He's like, and I think it brought me and my wife closer. He's like, yeah. we, we were in Amsterdam. We got these. I think he said they got acid or something. And he's like, Molly or yeah. Something. He's like, it just yeah. brought. He's like, it brought up things we've never talked about. And it, I was just like, acid can really. I'm serious. I'm not saying do nope, it, yeah, yeah. but acid can really change your perspective. And there's tons of so books kind of on LSD. So can a bottle of wine. Like, <laughs> there's, well, tons the of book, there's tons of books on, on LSD. Tons. Yeah. And, and, and there's people who've done it every day for 50 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. and LSD is a lot... It, it's, I'm a very hippy-dippy person, and I always like the natural version of everything. But LSD is a lot safer than mushrooms. Because Absolutely. mushrooms, you have no idea you know what dose. like yeah. dosage you're getting in LSD. Correct. It's like, this is it. 
it's. I remember I yeah. bought some acid at a red light one time. This guy rolled down the window and goes, "Hey, you want to buy some acid?" What the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, we were like, "Yeah, we'll buy some acid." It was five. It's, acid's five bucks a hit. It's like the cheapest drug in the world. And we're like, "Yeah, we'll take some acid." And we took it. We're like, oh, we got ripped off, like because it wasn't kicking in. Uh-huh. It usually kicks in in about 25 minutes, half hour. And we were driving to this to a beach that we were going to. It was two hours away, and we had stolen a friend of ours car that had rolled down a hill and all the windows were busted out we pushed the roof back up and we had spray painted it all black with black spray paint and and all of a sudden we were like tripping our brains out like bad tripping and we we remembered we had beer in the car and this is back in the early age where you could drink and drive there was no laws against it in pennsylvania you know you could Drink all you want. Throw a lot. You can have a keg in your car. So he's like, hey, get that beer out of the trunk. Just acid and beer. And I, driving, I stop the car and I go to put the key in the trunk of the car and I start scratching the paint and I just started drawing. And, we, and now oh he, comes out, he comes out and I give him a key and we're just sitting there drawing on the trunk of the car for like two hours. And, 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 and Was it a masterpiece? And then all of a sudden, I hear, I, I, I hear this noise coming. I hear this noise. I'm like, this loud noise. I'm like, what's that noise? And I turn around. We're parked in the middle of the friggin' road. We never even pulled over. Oh, okay. We're in the middle of the road, and there's a truck Great. coming. Great. Hmm. But, it, but it, you know, acid's a strange There was no drug. cop nowhere. Yeah, nobody <laughs> called anybody. Oh. This, was in, this was in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Oh. Back then, it was in the middle of nowhere. Well, we got to take a quick commercial, babe. We'll talk about your masterpiece when we come right back. <laughs> What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. This music is so good with our conversation. <laughs> well, I could have played White Christmas because we were talking about drugs. Yeah. Fawn is obsessed with this song. She's like, what's a convertible? I have a three and a half year old daughter. She's like, what's a convertible? What's Tiffany's? She asked me all what's these things. What's life about? Yeah, yeah. Just like, so it's all the get, questions. It's going to get harder and harder. All the questions. No, it's, I'm. I love the like weird kid questions more. The, bring them to me. If your kid ever asks you a weird question, I will answer for you. I always have to answer questions that your dad brings up on kids. Oh, of course, of like, course. What was it, a week and a half ago? They were talking about taints. And my son's oh. like, what's a taint? And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> and then they were See, I'd be like, taint, like a taint, a good idea <laughs> for you to ask these questions. Uh, Actually, then, I, have to, I have to ask people what, you're, what Tom means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh. you know, then they talked about these penis fish that ended up on a on Hey, a I had a premonition of that. I penis know. Fish. Last, Come on. Okay. The day before, okay. I had a dream that there was dildos in my pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. Finger. I know. And so I sent him oh, the news story. Oh, my God. Like, you didn't river. have a nightmare. 
penis you had, fetish. You had a premonition <laughs> yeah. about penis. So fish. I bought Tom. Oh. I bought their old house, Tom's old house. Okay. And I have the river <laughs> in the backyard, and there's a big pond in the front yard. Well, I had a dream that there was a bunch of dildos in the river in the pond, and I was trying to get them out. <laughs> and then the next day, these penis fish came all on the beaches of Mississippi, and they're big penises like this big. <laughs> it's true. There's it's a true. Fit. It's like a wow. fish. It That's looks like a, a double-headed penis. It's it really <laughs> does. I mean, they really do. But Thanks. I had a premonition. That, I have I've never had a dream like that in my life ever, and it happened the very next day. Okay, well, next dream we'll something interpret it and see that, what na- natural disaster we're going to face next <laughs> there week. Is something, there is something penis to that. Penis fish, California. It's just what I just typed in penis, and that came up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, well, it's a hot story. It's tr- still trending. I don't. I don't go to images. I am, but it's there's just loads and loads of them. Well, there's one, there's some, <laughs> one in somebody's hand. It shows oh, yeah. in your hand right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah, that's a that, man. It's a now you're doing acid. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing those Holy on acid? And there's tons oh of them, like God. thousands of that's them. That's a real man. thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, look, this thing. is how many of them there are. Billions what? of them. Yeah. So forget nudist beaches. We got to sing to these beaches. Go to the penis fish. <laughs> what kind of fish? What is, is it? Like acid. a sea uh, cucumber? How do they swim? Yeah, exactly. Like they, what they're is just this? a solid muscle. They just go like this, like a snake. Oh, just like a penis. I had not heard of this until now. Oh my gosh, that's. But they were. I had the I had the premonition the night before. I, t- I told it on the show. Yeah, and the next day they hit. Fairies. What the, the, like, when, this has always been around. That's all yeah, they're LSD, just hearing man. about this now. Holy shit! Yeah, so we're gonna have to start interpreting your dreams. When I you think remember. so, Because <laughs> I've never had a dream about dildos in my in the Yeah, river. he was on the show last Wednesday. And he said he was tired. He yeah. had a nightmare that he had a bunch of dildos in his pond and he couldn't get them out. <laughs> and the penis fish hit the next morning. That's what she said. We got to go to the casino or something. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing the rest of the day? Oh, God. <laughs> My God. Anywho. That's but, insane. Yeah, it, it was. Very weird. That was very weird. Yeah, so I have to explain <laughs> that kind of stuff to my son because I usually listen to KQ on the way to school. And Th- yeah, that's your first mistake. <laughs> that is your <laughs> mistake. But I always have a KQ on in my car, and I just I don't even pay attention. I just Ooh, yeah, I'm so tired. I'm just like I've had to drive three different kids to school every morning this past week. To you know, so ones that I we have to leave at six thirty, ones at seven thirty, and the other ones at nine. And then I had to go oh, and pick all of them up because my ex husband has <laughs> influenza. So I'm like, you guys are banned from going over there got, right now. Yeah. I got one kid that asked, and I'm just like, you got to ride the bus at least three days a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ten minutes from my house. <laughs> no, uh, I know. Well, I'm I'm constantly on the go with kids, so I'm always in the car. So whatever I'm playing on in the radio. And sometimes I just tune it out. I just don't even yeah. realize it. And usually he's in the back doing his own thing. But of it's course, they're not asking to listen to their own things. I every time we got in the car when I was a kid, I'd be like, "Mom, change it to blah blah." <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've uh, in sync or something. Uh, banned the aux cord from my kids mm. because the stuff that they play it's just it's so obnoxious. It's all these YouTube stuff. Yeah, just YouTube stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but there's so many people just discovered from YouTube. I so, know. You know what I mean? It. Is, I mean, it's it's a good. It's kind of a double edged sword. Yeah. You know. But for kids, that's their fan base. Like, mm-hmm. they're not well, old enough to go to a club. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Well, the industry did it. Forced yeah. it. I mean, they won't give you a chance to make it anywhere else. So you have to find your own media. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a there's a lot of comedians out there that. I've never even heard of, but they have like 1.3 oh, million en- followers yeah. on YouTube. There's endless. It's endless. Mm-hmm. Literally endless. There's millions of, in every country in the world. Well, not there's, even comedians. There's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not People even People eating into there's, microphones. Yeah, they're just dumb stuff. There's some good, I've actually right. seen some good <laughs> comics, though, recently. There's a real dirty guy. His name's Big something. Big, uh, just, I just caught him on YouTube recently, and he's really good. But he's really dirty. Mm. So, yeah, I I don't <laughs> like mind. <extremely> dirty. <laughs> I, but he was funny. He's witty, very witty. No, I love. See, like I love adult comedians. Like I don't mind cussing. I don't mind you know any of that stuff. Dirty jokes. So dirty. Is it dirty or is it raunchy? Because those two are different things. See, I don't to like me. raunchy. Me either. It was dirty, yeah. but dirty is cheating in 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 
some comics mind in the in the like if you go to to LA there's a couple comedy clubs that you can't even say shit right you're mm-hmm. banned forever it's yeah. they consider it cheating mm-hmm. yeah. it's an it's an easy laugh you know? yeah so at the comedy store you can say anything right because it's a testing that's, ground that's nobody, why, that's where I nobody gets paid at the comedy store it's it's no. just try out stuff and mm-hmm. that's it but down the street you can't curse <laughs> Oh, really? No, right down the street, the improv, no, you're not allowed to curse at all. But see, I don't mind clean comics either. You know, it, I have to have a lot of respect for clean comics because I can't do it. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, no, it's hard. I always tell people, they're like, hey, do you have a clean? I'm like, you don't even want to. The price I'm going to give you to do a clean show, you're not going to want to book me anyways. Mm-hmm. If you book me for just letting me be me, it's going to be a lot cheaper because I don't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, clean is just mm-hmm. like, you. now you're making me really think. You're making me change who I am almost for that amount of time yeah, mm-hmm. really good clean comics are hard to come by yeah well like so when you when you do a set and they ask you to do that set but in a clean way what do you have to change i mean is it like the whole it joke itself or it, is it, it just there, throwing in i've seen people it doesn't work. do uh clean sets and it was okay mm-hmm. and i've seen that person do that same set and be able to do it dirty mm-hmm. and just murdered oh really yeah, yeah like like some of the people who been on NB- or like NBC or like one of those we got jokes or whatever it may be mm-hmm. and then you see these guys in a club and you hear that real set and it's every 20 seconds is a, there's a gut laugh mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just it's weird see, um, I, I mean i don't i kind of like the more adult humor to it because it's more relatable you go there right, you're, you're an, an adult, adult. <laughs> you want it you don't want to have to deal with kids or you know being proper you just want to kind of let loose and it just it i think it's more relatable because yeah. I, I'm a potty mouth. You Me know. too. And that's what I tell people. I said, you got to understand, I'm not just doing this on stage. Mm-hmm. I cuss in real life. Like that's, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there, there's some people, you talk to them and they never swear, and you talk to them for 10 minutes, and also like the mm-hmm. first 30 seconds they're on stage, you've heard them say the F word three times. I'm like, that's not you. See, that's, mm-hmm. you know that, what I mean? That's, that's how I am. I, don't, I never curse in real life. I remember but, my mom came to a show, and somebody's like, are you going to water it down? I was like... Hell no. But she taught me all this I, shit. On stage, I, uh, <laughs> I may get slapped at the end of the show, but hey, it's worth it. I was like, it. I just got to give her some money at the end. She'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I know, I know when I'm in certain situations and I know I have to be proper and not swear, it, it can be hard. Yeah. It can be very yeah. hard. And it, I could understand a comic being on stage. You're not really giving out your true self. Right. So, I like, I could see that. I, I tell wall. people, I said, the, the best I can do for you is PG-13. Because mm-hmm. that, that, that's not changing a whole lot. You yeah. know what I mean? But I don't even want to. But again, I have so much respect for other comics. Like you see those comics on a cruise and stuff, and it's just like they there's so much they can't talk about. Mm-hmm. But they make it funny. And I'm just like, that works for you. Like, I'm just not. That's one thing I knew. Plus, I just I'm, I'm I was born in 76. I grew up. I was watching. Dolomite and Richard Pryor when I was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. I damn sure shouldn't have been watching it. But <laughs> yeah. my uncles would repeat all of this to me, you know what I mean? And I, they let me repeat it back to them, and my mom just couldn't hear it. So now I tease my mom. I was like, hey, all that dirty comedy I ran around listening to, it, it paid off. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I was the same way when I was a kid. I, I wasn't a normal child. I mean, most of my friends were watching cartoons, and I'm sitting yeah. there watching Ed, Eddie Murphy yeah. <laughs> and Richard Pryor. Well, and I, I wasn't was, watching any. I was with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like doing I, coke I, on the plane. I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was with Sam Kennison and doing, doing coke on the I plane. Would, <laughs> I would sneak, sneak out in the family room late at night and watch Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. On HBO all the time. I loved it. And how old are you? I'm 38 now. Okay. Do, do you, so. love, you know, you know the, the Amazing Jonathan? Yeah. No. So Amazing Jonathan, he's a headliner in Vegas. He's okay. A, a magician who is a comic. Okay. And he messes up all his tricks. He's lots of stuff. He's really good. And he's been, he's been doing it forever. Gotcha. I met him in like the early 80s. And he was big on coke, and mm-hmm. he does meth still. Not all he does anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, we were me and him were big on coke. I thought he found Jesus. Nope. Well, he thought he did. He thought <laughs> yeah. he did too. Apparently, he was out. you don't need to when watch the latest documentary on, on the amazing. He's Jonathan. actually. The, I actually. I, I watched some of his documentary. He's the reason I moved to L.A. He. Uh, I met him in Palm Beach, Florida, and he lost. He was at the comedy club down there. I forget the name. It was a big one, and. Uh, he was an A-luster at that time, and you know, making ten grand a night in the '80s, which was that was a lot of money back then. 
And it's a lot of money now. Yeah, <laughs> I take it. <laughs> There's people making you know a couple hundred grand a night, but today. But yeah, he was making ten grand a night then, and he he uh, lost, couldn't get in the house that they rented for him. So he came up to me, he goes, "Hey, can you come with me and?" break in this house <laughs> he crawled in this window next thing i know there's like 20 girls in there and next thing i know he's cooking up a bunch of cocaine oh wow and, uh, but he i didn't see him for a while and then he got his own tv series in new york that never aired and he called me said hey and i didn't even know this guy i part just partied with him he called me out of the blue and said hey can you house sit in my house in la for me for a year and i said sure and I went there and moved in his house. And two months later, he called me. He goes, you got to get out of my house. My show got canned. <laughs> oh, really? Dang. Yeah, there was a documentary done. Uh, this one, He asked this guy to do a documentary on him. But then there was contention because he asked, like, two other production companies to do one. So they were kind of fighting oh, that's on Jonathan. It, yeah, and it was like, and but he was saying that he was dying for like the last three years of a heart failure. He did have heart issues, and he and he he was still smoking heart. meth, and they were trying to get him to smoke meth on camera, and he refused to do it. But he he was sitting on the bed. He had his and meth what a shame! Pipe it's such everything. a talent, one of the most talented people in the world for physical comedy, mm-hmm. just so good, yeah. and just one of the most brilliant comics mm-hmm. ever. And like that's, I said, they're train wrecks. That's man. part of my. I got to see a new tattoo. Instead of you know how they say laugh now, cry later. Mm-hmm. Mine says laugh now, laugh forever. Like it's just there's so much. Mine's cry now, cry forever. The <laughs> <laughs> <You> Grinch. The <laughs> Grinch. Anywho, but yeah, that's, that's a shame about Jonathan. I was he was a good friend to me and and uh, one of the funniest people I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Even even in real life, that's how it goes. Though a lot of the time, the most yeah. talented people yeah. yeah. are the he, most he messed would, up. He would bring out this big it's bottle. Part of their talent. Yeah. yeah, he'd bring out this big bottle and blow and snort the whole thing, and then he would drink Windex. Holy! And he was a magician, but he was fun just because just to freak people out. He used to oh, he, he okay. used to do the best trick I've ever seen. He would go up to the crowd with five razor blades. He'd give us all straight edge razor razor blade. You know the kind with the one yeah, head, and yeah. You, what a barber he, would he use. would give it to you. No, just a regular razor blade. You put mm-hmm. it in a toady knife. He would hand it to you, and then you'd give a piece of paper, and you could cut it up. And he would walk up to everybody and put his tongue out and say, put it on my tongue. And he would do all of us, and he would put all the razor blades in his mouth, and he would chew them. And then he would take a piece of string about this long, and he'd roll in a ball and put it in his mouth. And he would chew on it all. And then blood be pouring out of his mouth. And then he'd go back into a set. Of, of jokes and then he would start gagging and he would pull out the, st- the string and every foot there'd be a razor blade tied to the string oh. he was a brilliant Jeez. brilliant magician Damn. comic yeah. <laughs> watch his old Yeesh. stuff amazing, jo- amazing, amazing, the amazing Jonathan <laughs> okay he is one of the oh. funniest guys you'll ever meet and he it's such a shame like I said the best of the best are all train wrecks man they just mm-hmm. are a lot of them are they're yeah. train wrecks well, that's going to do it for this hour. It goes by so fast. It does. <laughs> it does. But you're going to be at the poorhouse in Uptown. There you go. This, Not downtown. <laughs> this Saturday at, on the 21st uh, from 8 to 10. Go out and see some live comedy. Go see Adrian. And uh, kind of, I would say it would be a good time this to decompress right before Christmas. Right. Just go Just go and have Save some. Save $15 for that. Don't, don't give it all to Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, yeah, you just got this hustle and bustle of the holidays. It's some, sometimes it's nice just to take a, a couple yeah. hours. And it's just a couple hours, yep. You can forget about Christmas. You can forget about presents, that's, cooking. That's what I Leave say. your kids at home. Get it back For all. a couple hours, go out and see Adrian <laughs> at the Poor House in Uptown, Saturday, 8 to 10. I will post a link for tickets. Thank so you. So it's easy for people to find. But we will be back. We got... Uh, we're going to be talking murderbilia. I mean, you're welcome to stay if you'd like. Murderbilia is where people collect serial killer stuff. Like, I, I, nope, I think I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I've been I'm watching set. a whole series this week on that serial killer that, that said he killed 400 people, but he didn't kill anybody. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Did, did, did you watch that yet? I've started watching it. Well, so he's not a serial awesome. killer. He, he, he says he's a serial he killer. He got charged for over five, four, 360 murders, mm-hmm. and he... It was. It's an amazing documentary. There's so many twists and turns. It's an unbelievable story. All right. Well, we'll be right back in a few minutes with the second hour.